Welcome to In the Word Devotions by Wellspring Christian Ministries. We're glad you joined us as we hear from God through His Word. Here's our CEO, Julia Bruce, with today's devotion. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to In the Word Devotions from Wellspring Christian Ministries. Today, we're going to be looking at Jesus as our living water. So when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, Jesus says he is the living water. Then in chapter 7, Jesus says that if we are thirsty, we are to come to him. But just what exactly does that mean? Jesus isn't talking about physical thirst, but spiritual thirst. And when we are spiritually thirsty, we need to come to Jesus, who is the living water. For us to fully understand John 7:38, we need to look at the verses both before it and after it. In verse 37, we find that it is the last day of the feast, and Jesus stands up in front of the crowd and he cries out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. At times, God brings seasons of spiritual hunger and thirst as a way to draw us closer to Him. Just as when we are physically hungry or thirsty, we seek out food and water, if we are spiritually hungry and thirsty, we should seek out Jesus. Certainly, when we neglect to spend time in prayer, Bible study, and worship, we will experience a spiritual hunger and thirst. Sometimes we might be reading our Bible every day and praying and going to church every week, but we still feel some spiritual hunger and thirst. In some ways, the spiritual thirst for Christ should never really be quenched as long as we are living here on earth. When we experience spiritual hunger and thirst, we can come to Jesus with the desire to know him more. The more we know him, the more we understand his deep, unfailing, unending, reckless love for us, a love that cost him his life. And the more we understand his love for us, the more we love him in return. The more we love him, the more we want to get to know him. And the cycle goes on. So if you are experiencing a spiritual thirst, Come to Jesus, and he will give you living water. In verse 38, Jesus continues speaking to the people, and he says, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. If we are to believe in Jesus, as the scripture said, there are some questions we must ask ourselves and determine how we will answer them. We're going to answer them as the Bible answers them, but each one of us must determine in our own hearts how we will answer them. The first question is, who is Jesus? Jesus is fully God, and he was fully man. In John 10.30, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. And in John 8.58, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was born, I am. In the Old Testament, in Exodus 3.14, Moses asked God, Who should I say sent me? And God replied, Tell him I am sent you. 
So in John 8, 58, when Jesus said, I am, he was saying he was God. And John 1, 1 says the word was God. And then in John 1, 14, it says the word became flesh. This then indicates to us that Jesus was God in the flesh. Jesus came to earth as a baby, born to the Virgin Mary, grew into a man and lived here on earth just as any of us do. But Jesus never sinned. He felt hunger, thirst, anger, sadness, pain, and compassion. He had friends, family, and enemies. But Jesus is also the Son of God. And in Matthew 3.17, God, speaking out of heaven, said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Even the demons that encountered Jesus while he walked on this earth understood that Jesus was God's Son. In Mark 5.7, a demon says to Jesus, What business do we have with each other, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God, do not torment me. In Mark 8.29, Jesus asked his disciples, Who do you say that I am? Peter answered that Jesus was Christ, the Messiah. Today, Jesus is asking you, Who do you say that I am? The next question that we're going to answer is, What was the need for Jesus to come to earth? From the very first sin committed by Eve in the Garden of Eden, sin entered the world and every human after Eve and Adam has sinned. Jesus is the only person who ever lived on earth without sin. Romans 3.23 tells us that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. While God created humans to have a relationship with him, Sin keeps us separated from a righteous, holy God. Isaiah 59.2 tells us, But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you. Not only does our sin separate us from God, but there is a penalty for our sin. We find in Romans 6.23 that the wages we earn for our sin is death. It was because of our sin that Jesus needed to come to earth. He was sent here to pay the wage, the penalty of our sin in our place. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he, was made, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So how then did Jesus meet this need? Hebrews 9.22 tells us that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. If the wages of sin is death, then it was Jesus' blood on the cross that cleanses us from sin. 1 John 1.7 tells us the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. Because Jesus lived a sinless life, he was the only one who could provide the payment for our sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 1 Peter 2.4 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been made healed. 
Jesus paid the sin debt of our sin by his sacrificial death on the cross, and then he conquered death through his resurrection. So where is Jesus today? If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then his sacrificial death would not be enough. If he was still in the tomb, then he would be no different than Muhammad or Buddha. Luke 24, 50 and 51 says, Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was carried up into heaven. Today, Jesus sits at the right hand of God. Hebrews 10:12 says, But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Why did Jesus do this for me and why did he do this for you? There is only one reason that Jesus would sacrificially give his life in my place and in your place for the payment of my sin and your sin. And that reason is love. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 1 John 4.10 says, In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Love is the only reason that Jesus offered his life in my place, in your place, to pay the debt of our sins. When you think about it, before God created Adam and Eve, he knew they would sin, and he knew that that would cause Jesus to have to come to earth to die on the cross and pay the debt for their sin and our sin. Before he created you or me, he knew that we would sin. And Jesus would have had to have paid our debt. But he created Adam and Eve anyway. He created us anyway. Why? Because God is love. And he loves you and me. The next question we need to answer is, When did I realize I am a sinner? In order to receive the living water that Jesus offered, we all must come to the moment where we realize that we are sinners, lost without Jesus, and have a need for him to save us from our sins. And what do we have to do to receive the living water? First, we must admit that we are sinners in need of a Savior. Second, we must believe in our heart by faith that Jesus is the Son of God, that he lived a sinless life, died on the cross, was buried for three days, and then rose again. Third, We must confess our sin to God, asking him to forgive us. Then we receive the free gift of God's salvation by faith as we ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. There is absolutely nothing you can do on your own to be saved. You can't earn it. You can't live good enough and you can't buy your way into heaven. It is only by faith in Jesus that you receive God's gracious and free gift of salvation. 
Only as children of God are we able to receive the rivers of living water that flows out of the heart of Jesus that he mentions in John 7:38. And in verse 39, we find that the living water Jesus was talking about is the Holy Spirit. Once we accept Christ as Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells within us, teaching us, guiding us, correcting us, encouraging us, and drawing us ever closer to God as we live our lives for Him. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to visit us on the web at wellspringchristianministries.org. And if you'd like to schedule Julia to speak at an event at your church, call us today at 904-239-8937 or complete the event speaker request form under the events tab of our website. We hope you'll join us again for our next podcast episode.